Thanks, as always, for listening to Fluff and Crunch. Today, Chris and I talk about different things you might want to do with experience points, different things that you could do with characters and around the characters than what is provided for in traditional experience point systems like we talked about a few weeks ago. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. On this computer, here we go, here we go. Hello, Chris. Hi, Jeremy. All right. So we we started, we spared you all of the last 10 minutes of us grinding about uh, and complaining politics. about British politics and American politics. So we spared you all of that. Maybe we'll have a future like Dune intrigue episode where we can have like <laughs> proxy global, like uh, Western civilization, political strife and bang our heads on. But we're not going to do that today. I don't want to do that. Have like Dune Brexit, have like Drexit <laughs> or something like that. Uh, no, we're That's leaving what, yeah. the Star League or whatever. It's I, I'm called. trying to move away from watch. This is, I think, I, I totally understand. Now we're back onto it. I totally understand why people <laughs> say I do not watch the news. Yeah, because it's it's all depressing, or it's all about this, or it's all about that. Yeah. And there are times I think I get that because when I do watch it, it it invariably annoys me. And then I start thinking maybe I just shouldn't watch it. and I'd be happier, but I wouldn't know what's going on in the world. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the the issue is like how do you the challenge is how do you stay informed without getting sucked into the spin cycle, stuck in, yeah. in that like vortex of negativity and and like red meat news and BS. All right. But you know how we're going to seek that balance right now? We're going to talk about the thing we're here to talk about today. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about gaming we've done over the last couple of days because we're recording same week as the previous one. So we have done no gaming. Nope. I haven't even read any gaming books in the last few days. Uh, well, I did just flick through a bunch of 5e books looking for something which I was convinced was there that, that I couldn't find. So I could have just missed it. You could have missed that page. No, I don't think so. So I was, I was used to get the indexes. So, you know, oh, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and those are usually there. pretty good. 5e actually content. does a, Watsi does a good job with their, their indexes. Um, okay. So what is it we are here to talk about today? How would you define it? And then I'll add my spin on it if I feel. I was going to say rewards. Oh no, sorry, non-XP rewards. There or, we go. I, and and I think what we're the way I see this at the way I see this is, you know, we we talked about XP rewards and how XP is gained and how it's spent in a in a recent previous episode, but the idea that you gain this these these points, this juice, this whatever, and then you spend it on your character you spend yeah. it on things that are inherently of your character your character gets stronger your character gets smarter your character can like throw a chair faster or better or whatever like that <laughs> hey that's that what is it uh exotic weapons yeah, yeah. exotic weapons uh and so what we're going to talk about today are some we're going to kick around some ideas about how could you take xp and spend it on something that's not making your character more buff or anything like that. Um, I got one I want to start with, which isn't, which is probably not quite to where we but one thing I'd say that, and this actually makes sense and it's a real world thing would be rather than having, rather than having XP where you get randomly XP for doing stuff and you just, your character. Killing just goats. Gets, 
your character gets better for just because the GM said, or, you know, like we said, we've done a whole episode in this about the difference between XP and milestone level and et cetera. Um, one thing is actually just give people money. Now, in a lot of games, with 2D20 is a perfect example, actually a game that doesn't really give you money. You don't get paid for doing stuff. Sometimes you might go up like a wealth level or something. That's not entirely true. So, so like Fallout actually has, you have, you earn money for doing stuff. But like something like, I think this works better in like a shadow run type, you know, cyberpunk um, far future thing. Because actually if your players, earn, that's, that's what happens in real life. You do a job, you get paid money. And then you can use the money to buy better gear. Now, if that's like a cyberpunk game, you can use the, the, that money to buy uh, implants and so on. Um, and, you know, better gear and, and all kinds of, you know, if you're playing a sci-fi game, you buy a better ship. But, the reason why you could use this to replace XP entirely is that if it's a, like a far future game, then it might be actually, well, Cyberpunk works again still, because maybe you spend the money on buying um, like a chip and the chip you put in your character and then your character actually gets better, better skills that way. So then it becomes, why, why do you need in a system like that an XP system and money? Because then one start maybe starts replacing the other. You might say, well, we don't need to worry about XP because we can just earn tons of cash and the cash can, we can use that to improve our characters. Well, why then do you need the XP in the first place? And that's close to real life. Like realistically in this world, if as an adult, you wanted to get better at something, well, you're probably going to have to pay to practice, do it. Or you're going to pay to go on a course, you know? So that's, that's much closer to what you would do in real life instead of a kind of a random sort of XP, just, you just naturally get better at something. Um, you could do it. The reason I throw that in first is purely because it's kind of, it's not actually that far away from XP. It's just making it different. But so I thought I'd throw that in first so we can get it out of the way and then look at. Yeah. Other I think, I think that, that, that that's an interesting point because if you're saying, okay, like for example, if, if I want to get better at something, you know, I've got to go, maybe my go-to is buy a book. Um, or uh, nowadays I take an online course yeah. or I spend a bunch of time searching online to answer questions so I can figure something out. When you go, wait a minute, I'm not spending money to do all these searches online. Yeah, but my ability to have the surplus time to do that, I guess you could say by extension, you know, wealth as reward would enable you to do that. I mean, if I want to go out and get stronger, well, I pay for a gym membership. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, maybe I paid to work with a trainer so I can get even more chiseled or something like that. Um, okay. I could see that. But otherwise, uh, then that's also a downtime thing to do it the other yeah. way. So then that you would kind of actually go, if you were going to go down a more realistic street, say, right, we are getting rid of XP altogether. It doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. And we are, you are going to be rewarded with downtime and money and you can spend money to do stuff and you can do in downtime you can learn a skill or you can learn a skill in the background along other things um again that's a reality that works well if you're trying to be realistic or you could in these systems like from Adiphius where there isn't um there, there's not an emphasis on a concrete money system we have wealth levels and things like that perhaps experience could be used to factor into that which in some of the systems with downtime it, it can i mean with conan you can end up with more gold you have to spend some gold during your downtime yeah. but you could potentially yeah. end up with some more and you have lots of opportunities to spend it during downtime as well but perhaps 
the experience isn't just, again, my focus was that the idea that experience always is something that is of the character. It's this abstract thing that accounts for these very measurable increases to how strong, smart, skilled, powerful, whatever. They're things that flow directly out of the character. They're not things that are related to the character, like you're talking about, like better equipment. Um, they're not things that are, I mean, it, it's not a, a traditional, um, it's not a norm to say, well, you received this accolade, you know, that now, now you have some kind of greater social cachet. Now there's a mechanical side to it. That is now Conan provides that Conan has yeah. renown, yeah. Uh, which is something that you can build up over time through your actions. But something that got me thinking about this was well, actually a couple of things. Um, recently in my Star Trek Adventures game, we turned into, we looked in the, um, uh, at the awards system, you know, the, 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 um, the reputation system that can, that can lead to your character being awarded medals from Starfleet. And in the command division book, there's a, there's a two page plus some spread of some of these medals. When you successfully, you know, you complete a mission and then you roll for reputation uh, or based on that, you can earn a number of points and you can use those points to buy awards. Once you've been granted an award, you've bought one, it provides an ongoing mechanical benefit in the story. And they're, they're, it's not so much just like a... Um, you know, like in Vampire, where you have allies and you have contacts. You yeah. have people will help, who will help you and people who will provide you with information. And they're re- aside from you spending um, background dots as to how many of those people you have, there, there isn't any mechanic attached to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, So I looked at this, uh, this awards system within, attached to Reputation and Starfleet, and I thought, that's interesting. Here's something that is it's added to your character that then has a mechanical benefit going forward. It's not something like my biceps got bigger. It's like, no, you were awarded this, this award for valor. And that, that is going to mean something that you can, you can do something with that in the future. So I got to thinking like, what other things could you have that you could spend experience on that would be like that instead of just, I got bigger biceps, I'm better looking. I think a lot of the other stuff that you can have is probably stuff that I would say sh- you shouldn't be able to spend experience things on. I, most of this stuff is stuff that I think that it should be that the GM awards you or a, an NPC awards you or it happens to you as opposed to I don't want to put up my skills. I want to I want to be more famous. But I definitely think like a reputation thing. A reputation is kind of a weird middle ground because it kind of feels like a reputation should definitely would definitely have a narrative and a story element to it. Sure. But it also has a mechanical element to it. But it also feels like something that kind of like how renown works and, and a lot of these kind of reputation system work, that it's not something the GM can re- award you. The GM is not going to go, oh, well done. I think you did really well. To, I'm going to give you extra reputation. Most of them have set, you know, I did this, so you get this many reputation points. You did this, you get this many things. Um, but reputation, I think, is a definite thing that mo- a lot, not all games, because in some games it doesn't make any sense. But in a lot of games, reputation should definitely be a thing that exists alongside you know how much money you've got and how much xp you've got Um, i think the thing with with reputation that is uh and it's not something that i'd considered until more recently you know if if you're going to have characters like you the gm 
are working with players who have these characters that are going to work in generally the same area, like geographically, or are going to operate in the same circles. Reputation matters. Yeah. Uh, and having some kind of a a mechanical expression of that, I mean, a lot of games try to account for that kind of thing. But I, I, like I said, I just got to thinking, like, how else, how else could you you do something? Now, the other thing that got me thinking was uh, first edition D anD. d as you're going through the experience tables, and each of the levels have names, like you know, you're like a goon, a thug, a <laughs> yeah. punk, whatever. Uh, and like with a fighter or fighting man, what they were originally called ages ago, that you would eventually, uh, you would draw to you like armed men. You would have a like a retinue, and yeah. you would have a keep of some sort. Now I know that for five E, there are some. There have been over the years, Watsi has put, even TSR put out like castle building guides and stronghold building guides and stuff like that. But that was all very much rooted in like gold pieces. Yeah. Um, and so it got me thinking like, you know, could experience be used for things like that? I guess from a 5e standpoint, like could you take experience and instead of saying, oh, every four levels I get some stat boosts or a feat. And this is just what I, you know, plucked out of the air thinking about this. Could you instead create some kind of external but related to resource that the character would be able to leverage moving forward and have some kind of mechanical side to it? You take that in place of something that's of your character. This is something that's connected to your character. It becomes an extended tool of your character. I think in the 5e case, it has to be a separate system, which is probably why they move away from it because you start getting then, right, well, I've got a... I've got my XP, which is then linked to my level or in fact, you know, cause I don't even use XP. I just use levels. Um, and then I'm going to have a reputation system, but I'm also going to have the money which determines things. And then I'm going to have some others that I can, you can see why it gets more complicated. Um, but it, you, you do need other kind of things to reward players. Now, one of the things is something you've already said. It's the, it's what we're uh, not wizard of the coast. Um, it's what white wolf and all of the vampire stuff did mechanically. And you could start with, it, it was all the background stuff. So all of that stuff there. 5e i think should be something you you know it's the kind of thing you would gain through role playing through adventures so things like allies and things like mentors and um, people that work under you all of that kind of stuff is that's great for being able to reward something which something which isn't just i mean i guess those are things that are mechanical but they're things that you can meet along the way and you know they can be characters that you you know you find those when i did that in i was doing that in our conan exiles game as well as you know they were earning it they were earning we were earning XP. Yeah, we were earning XP to level us up. We were earning more resources. We were also earning people because enough people meant that you could change the level of the, the, the what you call it, the, like the encampment. I can't remember the settlement. The settlement, that's the word. Um, because you ha- it said you had to have like 20 people in your settlement yeah. before you were able to class as the next one. And then 100 was the next one. So then that's another way of rewarding people is kind of extra extra things. Like that. But that's a, that was a whole special case, really. But giving people people they know and then linked to things like contacts and favors so these are things which have more of an of a like a narrative like focus to them as opposed to you know, yes there might be a mechanical thing that you know this guy but this is stuff that in in like vampire exalted you will have at start you build that into your character at the start right. but a lot of games don't have anything like that um but I think that's a really useful thing to have things that, you know, as you play through, you will meet other characters. And if you're nice to them, 
then they they are a contact that you can go to for information or you will get a discount if you buy stuff for them or you know they can you can talk to them and get people to come with your missions and that kind of stuff um I yeah, do like the idea in the, of those kinds of in those instances, because like, I remember with, with Vampire, you you spend the the background points on contacts and or allies if you want either of them, and the, the number of dots you dump into it just determines how many. Stuff. And for one of them, is it like how many major and how many minor? But yeah, uh, aside from some like very fluffy abstract language, there it, it's really up to the inner the, the player and the GM to determine it. Now I do like. In Gumshoe, like Knights Black Agents, you have a network, yeah. which is the people that you can turn to for information, and um, and you have cover. I think it's called cover, but it's your fake identities, yeah. and you dump points into those, and so you spend those points to determine when you establish a new network contact, how good is that contact? See, that's where I think there's 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 space for this. You could say, all right. I have I have this new contact or I have this new and by the way the where I was thinking about in 5e in the Eberron the 5e Eberron uh setting book there's a section on patrons. Yeah, I know it's patrons uh, and something. So that's what I got to think else. of. But I mean I I don't think it would be horribly difficult to to attach some kind of a number to it to give it some mechanical heft so you can compare an ally or a contact against another one. And if you wanted to spend like, you know, I like in, in 5e, you know, every four levels, you can either choose a feat or you can, you take two points, you either two points to one stat or one point to two. Okay. So there's a, there's a menu of options. Why not provide that? And I'm just harping on the fourth level thing because it's a, it's universal. It's non-class. Yeah. Why not every fourth level say, okay, you can pick up a, a contact or an ally, and then you would establish, you know, and maybe you could, based on the level of the character, you either take like two weaker NPC or one more powerful NPC class or something like that. I mean, just spitballing. But yeah. I think it wouldn't be that hard to establish, to, to attach a number to it so that there'd be a way to compare apples to apples in a more objective way does that it makes sense i mean i i'd rather have that organically happen during the game but then you do run the risk that some players might have more contacts than others but then if it's something like D D, where it's totally cooperative i don't see that really being an issue whereas something more like cyberpunk or particularly infinity where you screw each other over um then yeah, actually having people gain contacts could be unfair if they don't have a mechanical thing that says right at this at this stage you can do it, or you have to pay a resource um, to like earn these things, and you could choose to use the resource on other things. Um, I definitely think it works. You know, I could see though. I, I like the idea of organically. Uh, one of the things that I, I and I've said this before, but I'll re I'll say it again. Uh, one of the things that. That, that annoys me about the level-based system, especially D&D, is all of a sudden you level and suddenly your character can do all these things that, like, where the heck did that come from? And I don't like when those things pop out of nowhere and there's yeah. no story side to it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want a situation where a player can be like, oh, I have this, you know, suddenly I have this, this contact. No, no, no. What I'm saying is you develop contacts organically through the story and then when the player hits that level you say i'm going to attach a number to yeah, that, that one that so good. like yeah, you I know like grok thark the barbarian 
whom I helped out a while ago, he's now one of my contacts. Yeah. You know, there's lots of NPCs with whom you've interacted, but by the player taking a resource of their own upon leveling and attaching it to Grokthark, Grokthark now becomes something more, um, not relevant, but you know what I mean? He, he has, there's, there's something attached to it more yeah. than just this, this story idea. It, he, no, I, I, I like that as an idea that you actually, you kind of have a list of sort of people you've met and then you can choose at points to say, right, I'm going to bump this one to, you know, maybe you go and role play the why they've become a better friend or a better yeah. contact or whatever else. But I do like that as an idea of a, a thing. Right. So we've, so we've mentioned money, which you can buy stuff, obviously, and reputation, yep. which... And money, money also, not just things, but could buy services. Yeah. And then obviously, rep I mean, reputation is lots of different things because in the military, reputation might be rank and reputation could be yeah. like infamy or fame as well as, you know, there's different ways of looking at reputation yep. and fame. Um, and now we've now talked about sort of people because I kind of everything we've just covered, I think it's kind of like people. It's whether it's contacts or allies, whatever, it's people. So what else can we reward players with which beyond those? Because I have got what I, I know one from a very once very strange way that a system worked. That I think depending on the nature of so your campaign, if you're running a very mobile campaign, if you're doing murder hobos, this will not work. Yeah. But if you are in a place, a base of operations of some sort, and and, and not not just it, but improving upon it. And that's where your one your first edition stuff comes in. You go from like, you know, a, a tower to a keep to a citadel to this, that, the and and obviously those things just don't pop out of nowhere. But um but a base of operations um would be would be pretty good, I think. Yeah. I mean you can this thing because you can link that to money, but like I said, just having the money doesn't make it instantly built. You've still got to right like you know find the person to build it and nowadays you'd have to have planning permission that's what i you know i always I, I laugh about that stuff you see you know like in james bond movies you know the, the the guy's got the the evil genius has the uh the secret lair somewhere or in uh uh you only live twice you know the japanese uh, yeah. tiger tanaka has got his like secret place that you have to slide into and you end up in the in the, the laid back like who built that what yeah. what contractors built that in exactly what like middle managing pencil pushing bureaucrat like signed <laughs> off on the permits <laughs> to allow this thing you know uh, yeah what did they do with all the people that it's a secret base so did you just right. kill all the people that built the secret base now there's a worker shortage because all the where does cobra are... recruit people from do they have recruit like do they do they put stuff up on monster.com or linkedin you know what i mean like anyway did people who don't like the status quo Maybe that would be getting back to, but I'm not going to say what I was going to say because I don't know who listens to this. No. But that they, they, that would be going back <laughs> into politics. But that's who Cobra would be recruiting people who aren't happy with the the way. But but, but the point is that's nice. There's those people, but where do you get them? Like where does Cobra put up a? Do they have a job fair? Um, anyway, anyway, <laughs> Reddit. Come on, you've been on Reddit. <laughs> it's something like that. Uh, oh boy. Um, but you're right. Someone's still got to build it unless everyone you yeah. hire is a. Uh, is a contractor. You still why why do you want a pull with space for sharks with lasers on no no reason. Just no reason. Why do you want this death trap to slide into a into lava? Oh, shits and giggles. Sounds cool. Uh, yes. But okay, okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking location now. I mean, and I think that that's doable if if you're really into spending money. You know, yeah. if you're really into like uh, simulationist stuff, great. If you if you have a game that does that and you like that stuff, 
you could just, you know, figure out an economy for that. Or there are games where there are those books that have yeah. that in there. Uh, if you are working on like a, a a wealth level system, you can still do it. Yeah. What was the other thing you were thinking? So the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That's FP that's a good way to start a sentence. Is <laughs> the I mean, weirdest thing I've ever ones. seen. Well, for for like an XP system, is how oh. XP works in in Marvel Heroic. Um, because that the, the, you're talking about the short-lived lived Margaret Weiss very production. short-lived yes exceptionally um, so, short like don't blink yeah so Marvel Heroic role playing the idea was is that you wouldn't have that you had XP but the best example so they were the one book they released with a full campaign was Civil War and there was others that appeared as PDFs but Civil War is the only one existed in book form um and in that game, your characters could gain XP. Some so it's doing really simple things. So, like if you, you you said your catchphrase, you could get an XP for that for some characters. Every character would have these milestone things where, like, if you one XP for doing something really simple, which is usually be like you can do it regularly, and then a, like a three or I can't remember one three five or one five ten, but you'd have something a super simple thing, and I think you could get XP for doing something else. And a, and I think if we had a big thing, it'd be like a once per maybe once per session or once per whole story that you could do this thing and get you a ton of XP. But that XP wasn't used to make your characters better. It was used for literally unlockable. So almost computer game style, you'd use it for, right, um, you spend this much XP at this point and that gets you some cool gadget that Mr. Fantastic has made you. If you spend XP at this point, it will get you access to the where the fan, Mr. Fantastic and Ant-Man and some other scientists have built a prison in the, I don't know, let's say it's the negative zone. I don't know what it's called. Wherever. That sounds if it was good. D, if it was DC, it'd be the Phantom Zone, but I don't remember what it's called in Marvel. Um, you know, and you, you'd pay that as unlockable or you'd unlock extra characters. So, you you know, might you could play through it in a way, well, you're going to, you, you here's the bank of characters you start with. At the start of the story, you have sort of five characters you can choose from. But at this point, you can spend 10 XP to unlock Captain America as one of your playable characters. And at this point, you can now unlock Thor. Um, and because then the idea would be you're playing a, like a troop system where you're not playing the same characters all the time. You're playing through the story and the importance isn't the character, the, you know, the importance is you telling the story as a group, not which characters you're playing as. And then you see so you could unlock other characters to play as. Um, and I also thought it was like a really weird way of doing it. But if you wanted to play that kind of game where the most important thing was not your character's journey, the most important thing was the story then actually it doesn't matter who's in that story as much. Um, it matters like what happens in the story. So then the idea you could unlock other characters that then become playable for you as opposed to being NPCs um, was a really cool idea. It, was, it, it kind of worked in that thing. It worked in a process where you knew all the characters in the setting. And so then the ability to like, oh, I'm going to get to, I, we're going to unlock Spider-Man. Spider-Man's now going to join our side because we've been friendly with him, but now we've paid the XP to make Spider-Man join our side we now get Spider-Man as part of our party and one of us gets to play Spider-Man. I feel like that works almost only in that kind of thing, like this and, big sort and of And only if thing. you have players who want to play iconic yes. characters. Yes. How could you do that in one of the number of 2D20 properties that we like or in the ever-present 5e typical Forgotten Realms world? Yeah, see, then I think we're back onto sort of the people thing of having like you're playing Conan and you do so well that Conan turns up and joins your party as a you know as an NPC, and then we're back. See, I on wouldn't, I having... wouldn't like that. I because no, no, he just like, do all the work and you wouldn't. I'm do spending XP for a Mary Sue to come ruin my day. All of a sudden, Ray shows up and the rest of the Skywalker family are like, "Well, screw it, I don't need to do anything." They'll Be just, nice to Ray. Let's take good... it. Let's take over. Ray was a good character when I had a 
four five year old daughter and that oh, was the yeah, absolutely. first character hey, the she first saw movie, in Star Wars. They just yeah. they they just they started at the top of the hill and they went downhill from there. Oh yeah, she then they ruined her in the second film. I think it goes back to the the idea instead of putting in like named characters. I guess what what I'm thinking is when it comes to characters as being um a reward in and of them like a, a, a not an NPC. Yeah. Something to me these are ways to knit the player character into the story yeah. and the story world more firmly by by creating connections. You know, in Vampire again, um famously, well I don't know, famously, but you know, uh, in all the by night books and in the the adventure books that they put out are really only 30 years ago, they were very fond of putting in relationship maps. That's where we played. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have this, you have these pictures of these different like clan elders and you know, he likes him and he doesn't like him and he <laughs> blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I wonder if you could, if, and again, if you're murder hobos, maybe this wouldn't work so well. I, I think it, it, that the kind of relationship map thing. And then obviously the thing you're doing is like you're adding to your relationship map or you're improving your connections with other characters. I think it only works in something like vampire um, where the importance isn't, the importance is that's the, that's the game. The game is building your relationships um, with other people. And then the thing I just thought related to this would be your position. So we, we did mention sort of mm. reputation, but I was thinking more reputation there and a kind of more of a, well, you can have a number for it, but it's how famous you are. But yeah. the link to it, you know, things that, and you kind of mentioned so things like rank. So in Star Trek, you have actual rank. Now, if you rank up, obviously the commander has, is a big deal compared to a lieutenant commander. You can have a ship as a commander. Yeah. Or a space station that no one wants to have, and then you can become a god. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but like titles like that. So, yeah, there's one that you can build a big castle, or you can be made, uh, you can be made a lord. Well, well, if you're a lord now, that's that's your land and that's your village. Yeah. Or, you know, you can be given a, some other kind of title, or, you know, made de- you're made a defender of the realm, and that's a big thing. So, actually, titles and positions or roles. So, if you're in the military, it would be ranks. But if you're in the you know, in the non-military, there'd still be other things that you could have a, you know, given an actual title. Or if you're in a business, it'd be a promotion that, you know, you mm. worked your way up to CEO of some evil corporation. Um, they're not always evil. They're not always evil. But in cyberpunk, they're always evil. Oh, that's true. And I was thinking cyberpunk. Right. Uh, but yeah, those kind of things, they're always evil. Uh, you don't I, have I to think... do friendly corporations in cyberpunk. No, no not nothing thing. like that. <laughs> I think that... Um... I think that that's something. I think that you would want. Back to this, and I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. This, you know, a a relationship map. And you're right that something, a a game that had intrigue as a as a uh, one of the the tent poles that would be easiest in. However, even you know, if you're running some kind of typical fantasy game that over time became more rooted in even not just one single place, but a region. Yeah. You know, you could establish, and I think 2D20 would make life really easy with this because you could just spend, maybe you could spend experience to, um, to buy a, a permanent truth. Yeah. You know, you buy a permanent truth trait, whatever you want to call it. And you say, I have friendly relations with Duke such and such. And you and the GM figure out what does that mean? Or I have friction, you know, I have bad relate, or what I'm feared, or what I, you know, those kinds of things. And that's where I think that it could, again, it, it could, you could do something like this in D&D. You could pin it to levels. Yeah. 
Again, the fourth level thing, because it's universal, I think every four would be easiest as an extra option. But yeah, rank makes life easy, but but then and reputation systems, if a game has a reputation system, you could you could take that into account in figuring this out. But um Ah, damn it. I, I thought of something so profound <laughs> and then I forgot it. I think that the reality is that when it comes to kind of working about how am I going to reward my players, I maybe say there's two things. Is one reward should probably be threefold. It should really be kind of like, you know, a monetary, if, if money matters, like Star Trek money's irrelevant, so you wouldn't do it. But some kind of like, you know, a physical money kind of reward that you can buy better stuff. Okay, an XP kind of reward that makes your character better. But then there should be this third thing of other stuff. So whether that is reputation or contacts or rank, there should be something else. Because if it's just the other ones, then things just get a bit samey. And the story should relate into those. You like so the story doesn't necessarily relate into the first two very well, but the story and the setting does, that's going to make you feel more like you're part of the setting and it's not another generic setting if, because of where you are and who you've met, you you earn friends and you earn contacts and you earn ranks. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to depend on what kind of game you're in. So like we said, yeah. in a vampire type game, the contact stuff is super important. And in a military type thing, earning higher ranks is going to be, you know, that's going to be a genuine goal. Well, I'll say that let me let me let me throw this in there. Rank is I mean rank can be complicated um because and I know that some people don't like they don't like rank because they, there's this perception that well wait a minute one player is going to boss around another player. Uh, I I do know from personal experience that like rank in a uniform service is important but reputation is really important. Yeah. No one will do a damn thing for you <laughs> or do it well just because you have rank over them. Like they'll, they'll nod and they'll smile and they'll say, yes, sir. Yes, Sergeant. And they'll walk away and they'll do a shit job or they'll find some way to do it differently than you told. Like there's this thing called buy-in. And so even in a military style campaign, reputation, renown, cachet, whatever you want to call it is, is really important. And again, I, I think there, I think you could, you could quantify this as to like, Aside from your inner circle, like what does your reputation buy you? Yeah. You know, and again, maybe a number could be attached to this to get people to want to follow you or get to do things well, do things, not do things well, but like <laughs> if you really want to be a jerk GM, you know, you have your character turns to someone and says, do this for me. And they go, okay. And then they go do a crappy job because <laughs> not everyone is competent um, or not everyone is really motivated. You know, the guy's like, oh yeah, I'll help your ally says, yeah, I'll help out. And then he goes and like his wife calls him and tells him to pick up something on the way home. He's like, oh crap. And then he forgot to do the favor for you. Like how much, do, let's think about it. How much does your um, gravitas motivate those people who would be your allies to really pull through yeah and maybe again you can slap a number on that yeah i think i can see where the rank can be issue but i kind of you know i'd look at <clears throat> i think star trek's a good example of where okay ranks clearly you know kirk and picard are the ones who make an issue but it's uh, who make you know make the decisions but they're very rarely making that by themselves and they don't tend to make those ranks to screw up other people they'll they'll ask well, not so much Kirk, but like, well, Kirk, Kirk had asked Spock and, and Picard had asked Riker. I mean, you felt like this the half the time Picard never made a decision by himself. He was always yeah. There's a lot him. more. There's a lot more collaboration, yeah. and and I mean that that's something that you know I've, I've <laughs> I don't think that's a a super common thing or like a a a, a non negotiable. But I have met players yeah. who don't like the idea. Well, I don't want to play Star Trek because you have ranks, and it's like, well, yeah, but 
just don't be a jerk player. Yeah, I think in, in Star Trek, I think well, like you know, look at the look at the property. That isn't how. Okay, you have the admirals, but the admirals are the GNPCs who are who are dicks. They're like your sergeant in a cop show who's going to boss you around, and then you're going to ignore those people aren't PCs. So the PCs can be on a similar level. That's fine. I think in a in a like a more military thing, it can be more awkward because if you have got someone who's the you know the main commander, but then. Yeah, then it's like we don't want that person to be an NPC, but then maybe they are make calling all the shots. But like you said, that's it's more complicated now. If it's a special operations kind of unit, then yes, you've got the guy who's going to make me decisions on the ground. But he's again, he's working with these other people, and they're a team. Oh yeah, so, and so, those kinds of those kinds of units are super collaborative, exactly. and those guys work together. I mean, rank is ranks far less important than it's saying. Hollywood uh, Hollywood distorts that crap. I, I would say if you if you are doing that and you really are worried about that rank thing, we'll just have the player who doesn't mind making more decisions or is naturally the person who's going to make the decisions. Because there's often in a group, there's a couple of people that maybe yeah. aren't as keen to make the decisions and would rather yeah. follow. And someone who's keen, well, then, you know, set your group up like that. What you it's, it's like the problem you always have where you make the really clever, intelligent, well-spoken player, the barbarian. And you make the person who's like, you know, a bit younger, not doesn't really fit in, doesn't know what to say, has never played the game for. You make them the super intelligent artificial wizard. And it's like, but it never quite works because suddenly the barbarian has got all the answers and the clever guy has no idea what's yeah. going on. So sometimes you do because have it's to, a player issue, not yeah, a character sometimes issue. Sometimes you do have to consider the the players when you're picking things like this. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I again, so I, I think we got we got a couple of categories. Um, again, how how forget about how experience is received, or or maybe even how the mechanism by which it's spent. So, yeah. is it money? Is it fuzzy wuzzy points? Is it whatever? Our focus has been other options for how you spend this. So we've got um, equipment, yeah, obviously, uh, which potentially in a fantasy game like could take the form of maybe your magic stuff gets better over time. Yeah. Instead of like your plus one sword, be like, I don't want that anymore. That's crap. You know, I want my, I want my, my 60 inch television instead of my 50 inch television. Cause the price dropped it, you know, maybe, maybe it's that. So it's equipment. Yeah. It's, uh, it's connections yeah. with specific NPCs who will either help you or give you information. It could be a base yeah. of some sort. Um, it could be the more generic, like the 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 cachet and reputation, but with a mechanical side to it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I think, like I said, the thing about like sort of titles or positions or roles, ranks, or oh, things right. that is beyond just reputation. So like, like you know, a you, sense of he's cool. Yeah. So or, or, he's well, wearing such and such. That's different. yeah. So I think yeah, exactly. So you can have you can be have a reputation and everyone you're famous. Everyone knows you know. So Conan. So Conan's a good example because for most of Conan's events, he, his renown is building and building and building. Yeah. Except for when he actually becomes king of, can't remember. Um, the rest of the time, he's basically a hobo. He is the classic murder hobo. He's walking around. He doesn't really have any money. He doesn't have a base of operations. Half the time, he doesn't even have clothes. Um, occasionally, he has a sword, and he might have a horse if he's, uh, he's, you know, having a good adventure. But other than when he actually becomes king, and then as a title, all he has is his renown. But you could have right. other players, or even a very low level, might be made, you know, mayor or lord of a of a town. Or you're you're knighted, and now you're knighted, or you're you're made a member of an organization. 
So like you're yeah. you're brought into this secret. So I'm like thinking like Forgotten Realms, D&D, if you get to join the Harpers, ooh, yeah, good point. they're a secret organization and now you get to join them and then you can work your way up them maybe. Things like that. So like being, you know, having, having a title or a role, or thing, that's, I think that's, a, you know, that can be a big deal. But again, it totally depends on what game you're playing. It's so like sure. if you're playing a Star Wars game and you start off as just a bounty hunter, but then at some point you get recruited to join the Rebel Alliance, that, that could be a big deal. Yeah. I think uh, if you're, if you're interested in food for thought about this as a, as a, a way to, you know, again, spending experience on something other than just buffing the character itself and finding more ways to connect the character to the story and the world and give the character, give the, improve the character by improving that character's reach and what that character can leverage through connections, people, materials what is it the the reputation system in star trek adventures and the uh, the awards especially that are listed in um the command division book i think that's a useful place to turn uh knights black agents i know this may sound strange but knights black agents the whole network yeah. and cover Sounds identity good. systems finding a copy of that and reading it to recognize like, oh, it's not just I have a contact, it's I have a contact that's this good, or I have a contact that's not this good. And then it's your choice as to how buff that contact or how good that fake identity is. Um, I think those are those are some places to to start. Yeah. Um, I think like we said, looking ever at on the, the, that discussion of patrons in that book. Looking at the storyteller stuff for all the stuff on backgrounds, which most other games doesn't have any you know it really is just only in role play and it comes through or you write it up actually having it, it codified as you can spend points on you know this this and this i mean it, it gets a bit silly because you're it, talking about from world of darkness well world of darkness all like exalted stuff I and mean, that's where it gets silly because exalted you can like start as a starting character with like an army of five thousand men and you're like ah do i and i did that the last time i played exalted. and you have and you have a dice pool made up of one die per yeah, don't you something like i mean like when i played a wheelbarrow full the most recent time we played it i made more sensible characters but the first time i, I made exalted characters for i think it was third edition but for scott and brian and i made these two characters like, oh these are amazing and then realized no but i basically made one guy who was like the leader of an army and the other person who was like the queen of her own kingdom and i was like oh wait a minute. these 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 dudes don't go on adventures i can't even work out what i know what do they do <laughs> they're, they're set already <laughs> They're like that, that. That would be like the level twenty D and D character. They've got. They were that. You start at that level already in Exalted. Like, I was like, what do they? What do they do now? These unless are, something, unless something levers you out of retirement. Yeah. Like I have achieved the accolades I want. I'd like to enjoy them. Yeah, more. and they could get more powerful in that game. But I was very much have made these characters and went, oh, I don't know what to do with them. I've made them these awesome yeah. characters, but they feel like really final endpoints. You know, what I'm going to do on our, our Discord, and I'll put a link in the notes and, and whatnot to it, but on our Discord in the miscellaneous or general RPGs, on that thread, which is in the other RPGs channel, um, I'll start spitballing some ideas. If you're listening and you've got some ideas along these lines, let's let's share them and see what we can come up with for one another's benefit. Because I... I don't know. Like I said, it just the idea of like your character is always becoming more godlike. Just the character. It's like I, I know for a fact that like I've grown as a person professionally because I know how to do more things, but also because I have contacts with people that will take their time to help me out. You know, to varying degrees, and that 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 is 
that is an extension of an extension of my power professionally. Um, but it's not of me only. So I think it'd be neat to to consider how to do that in, in different games. Okay, so you're going to get some millennials saying, oh, you should track Instagram followers. No. <laughs> like, you know, that's well, a measure of your reach and power nowadays, isn't it? Uh, that, that, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It's how, those it's, followers, unless those followers show up with pitchforks to do your uh, bidding, they're, they're really it's, it's not. It's how many listens, listeners we get to each of our podcasts compared to other people's YouTube things. So, right. Yeah. I, I quantify my worth through that, <laughs> actually. That's why, actually, I think having stopped looking, uh, like when I was, when I was really doing the blog a lot and yeah. getting really into it and like literally the point I was checking my views multiple times it's, a day. And it's, it's a weird it's thing, healthy. isn't it? It is not helping. No, it's a really strange thing. And you get into that habit and you don't even recognize that you're doing no. it. So then I get to the point, like I'm, I literally, the point, am I, am I writing the blog for me or am I writing the blog to get more views? Because then there's this number that's, uh, and that was my thing at the start of the year. My thing was, I want to get more views this year than I did last year, which I probably would yeah. have done had I not basically went, I, I'm now I'm calling it, a, I'm just taking a mass ticket sort of beginning of September. Haven't, and have not had to spend. That was the thing I, I felt I had, to, I had to spend time on it. So yeah, so that would be yeah. the modern equivalent of it. And which, yes, it's not as much fun as uh, just yeah. you know, getting a new skill and getting a magic sword. I guess that's probably play these games because real life is. All right. Well, like I said, if you're listening, well, it's obviously you're listening. If you're hearing this, uh, jump on the discord and let's, uh, let's stir some ideas around and see what we can come up with. Yeah. Cause I definitely feel like we missed entire chunks. Of course of we stuff. did. Our, our job here is to just think of ideas and throw them out there and wave them around and see if people would, uh, in, in a case like this, but I, I mean, honestly, I would, I'd love to have a conversation about this, I think. And, and here's some input because again, Different systems offer different things. And I think when you put a couple of different systems alongside one another and you look at what you're trying to accomplish, you can poach ideas from one to another and you can be inspired in ways that yeah. just looking at one system alone won't give you. I'm always amazed how few systems have this kind yeah. of stuff in. You just kind of think it seems obvious that it should be in there and then it isn't. And then it, or it might be hidden in the GM. And then again, you see these systems that again and again and again have the same monotonous GM advice but don't suggest any of this kind of stuff. This is good. This is useful stuff. Don't just keep telling us what you do with a player yeah. and what a role-playing game is. Ugh. All right, man. That works. Yep. Thank you, as always, for listening. And that Discord uh, channel, that discussion is um, ongoing, or rather, I hope it's ongoing because I'm going to open it up here in a few moments, and this is a, about a month before this episode's actually going to drop. So if you're new to the show, make sure to check the links within the notes, and that will take you to the Discord, and you can join the discussion. Thanks as always. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch that's f-l-u-f-f-n-c-r-u-n-c-h we would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on thanks so much <laughs>